Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Donny gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Donny gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Why am I soft in the middle then? That is a lyric from Paul Simon. I'm not Paul Simon. I'm Pete Donaldson. And this is Luke and Pete. How you doing, Luke? What's going on? Uh, not much, but I'm good and I'm pleased. I always knew you had a soft centre. I just always knew it. I suspected it. <laughs> soft Do you ever miss the do you remember Mr. Yeah. Soft who used to walk down the street and his entire world was soft? There were cats. If you watch that again there were dogs, now, there were bits of um, fence that was soft. If you watch that again now, it is weird. <laughs> what do you mean it's weird? So much of it, so much of that kind of. Like there was definitely a period of kids' TV shows in like the 80s right. where it was like the people who were writing them were high. And I, th- uh, I think that yeah. soft mint okay. advert is probably. A similar type vibe. It just looks really But it's weird that priest, now. it's the sort of thing that nowadays, like the Lurpak man with his big uh, trombone, he'd be CGI now, and he wasn't back then. He was made of, well, plasticine that looked like butter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, it, was that made by the same same um, studio that made your morphs? I don't know. Could it could have been the Aardman animation people? You just don't know. They're just doing don't an advert now, aren't they? The old Aardmans. What are they, what are they selling they're out? Doing a, they're doing a DFS advert. With Wallace oh, and Gromit. yes, of course, Wallace and Gromit. Look, he's got to make that mad paper somehow, even if he is made of plasticine. Oh, it's going to be a lot of money to, to get Aardman to do a Wallace and Gromit advert, I'm telling you. <laughs> do, you rem- do you remember the... Um, could, I mean, could they not just copy it? Could they not just do like a B-Jams kind of like down-the-market version of, 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 of Wallace and Gromit? I wouldn't have thought so. There must be some... There's a lot of IP... There'd be a lot Wallace of IP Gromit. fucking trademarks there. It's just this horrible... Do- I'd love to make a little plasticine off-market version of, of, of those characters and do a little animation. That would be a lovely little Luke and Pete Shaw project. <laughs> did, you like, did you used to like Heartbeat back in the day? Uh, I did, yeah. It was a, a more gentle experience than something at like Art Attack, but it, Tony Hart could make some amazing stuff. Like He could make like some really um, effective, cool pictures um, with very, very little effort at all. He, he, was, he, was, he was such a talented bloke and such a softly spoken kind of pleasant individual. Um, and yeah, 20, 30 years after his death, um, he's, he's not been outed as, as a wrong one, so I can fully say that with... <laughs> with I can say Is he that rated with, uh, as an artist then, Donny? Because you're much more artistically disposed than me. I think he was rated as being a yeah very talented uh, man. He probably he, he probably yeah he probably can. I, I'm fairly certain his stuff um, sold for, for for decent money in in the end. Um, like those people who bought the Rolf Harris ones and got absolutely mugged off by his crimes. Yeah, he used to have a permanent exhibition at the um, West Quay Shopping Centre in Southampton, Rolf Harris. Mm. But Lovely. Tony Hart only died in 2009. Aged 83. I just looked it up. Is that true? 2009. Mm. Why yeah. did I think I was in college? Oh, it might have been Rod Hull. Rod Hull died a little earlier, didn't he? Yeah, never mind. A different, completely different discipline, though. What do you mean? Different, di- same part of my heart. My, he <laughs> was an artist. 
He was an artist. He was just a bit, you know, a bit, a bit more up front than uh, than old Tony Hart. But Neil Buchanan in Art Attack was the uh, was the upstart, was the childish upstart. Tony was, Hart had yeah. a lot more class about him. He's in a punk band. He, he was in a punk band. I think he's still in a punk band, actually, like a kind of hard rock kind of punk band, which is I don't very reckon enjoyable. they'd be very good. He did, wasn't that the big shout that um, that Neil Buchanan owned the right start attack, so he's obviously going to be absolutely minted. It's like, do you, who's buying that IP? Who's buying yeah. that IP? It's not who wants to be a millionaire. Like you can translate it, but you may as well make your own version. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like, oh yeah, you watch like a, a countdown show of the top hundred most valuable brands. Number one, <laughs> Art Attack. Number two, Coca Cola. Number three, Apple. Heart attacks right up there. Buchanan just fucking lured yeah. me up. Oh, mate. So, Luke, someone in uh, basically in San Francisco, I just watched this video. The, the internet went down. So, um, the, the while I was setting up the session, or while Natalie, producer Natalie, was setting up the session, I, I checked out this video. Someone has managed to transport an entire 140 year old Victorian mansion down the street in San Francisco. And it is the most astonishing sight I've ever seen in my life. I've How seen houses it? being moved before. I, I, I probably some kind of hydraulic lifts, <laughs> but they've managed to pick up the entire bloody thing and just move it down the road. And it's cost. It, it took six hours, and it's quick. It's not like a slow kind of like you know, um, uh, kind of uh, time lapse uh, bit of photography of this thing going down the road. People are watching it, and they're just kind of steering it around like it's a like it's a flatbed What's truck the or point something. Donny. Well, the home's new neighbour, a former mortuary, um, the, yeah, was previously moved 12 feet toward the lot line to make room for the new Englander house. So they've had to have moved a former mortuary <laughs> and they're going to combine it. And yeah, they're just going to convert it into seven pieces of um, social, ho- not social housing, very expensive housing. So yeah. Right. It's it's not you as romantic as here. it's not as romantic as you think, but it's an incredible uh, kind of undertaking. Four hundred thousand dollars to move a house on a remote controlled hydraulic dolly. Fantastic! You'd be up for that, wouldn't you? Oh, it looks, but it it looks like a house just going down the road. You remember when uh, was it a school like a pedo, uh, a paedophile dressed up as a school in the in the, <laughs> the, the day to day? It looks That's like that because it's kind of it's it's kind yeah it's kind of going down the street, um, yeah. being pulled by a big truck. <laughs> if I said brilliant. to you, Donny, if I said to you, here's a voucher for Christmas, a four hundred thousand dollar voucher for a house moving company, whose yeah. house would you move? Oh, that's a good point. The man down the road who just spends all of his time outside his house. I'd like, I'd like him. I'd like to move his house when he's out, out dicking about around outside my house, and then when he comes back, he'd be like, "Where the fuck's my house gone?" I go, "Well, you should have stayed in it, and you would know where it is, prick." <laughs> I would better move mine because our cats wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> they get really confused. They continually go into the wrong house all the time. <laughs> I'd like to move the house forward as the dog's trying to get out. Just move the house a bit more forward, <laughs> Keep moving it and he's forward. just really confused. Going, I'm, I'm swear I've tried. It's like, uh, like you're playing Counter Strike and and you're glitching because your internet's fucked. <laughs> oh, speaking of Lagging. that, I meant to ask you actually, what's the latest with that game that everyone was crazy about that we kept having the blokes with their penises out? Oh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Yeah. Um, uh, um, some well, the, the latest story of that particular sorry tale is that hackers have managed to hack into Project Red's um, uh, servers, and they've got the source code, which is incredibly is valuable. Uh, well, I don't know. Some hackers just got involved, and they're they're uh, selling it to the highest bidder. Um, they've already released the source code to Gwent. 
um, the most unlovable part of their IP <laughs> collection. But yeah, I mean, this is like millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds worth of, uh, of IP uh, and source code. So yeah, I, I mean, that is an expensive bit of... Uh, is it fair to say this release hasn't gone as they'd hoped? <laughs> I can't help but think that if the release had gone better and they hadn't tried to just release it too early, that that they wouldn't have, um, there wouldn't be such a prize for the hackers. But um, hackers be I mean, hacking, it's I suppose. Remarkable because because you know, people work on products and they 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 hope they're well received and they hope they do well. And for every kind mm. of seismic new development like the iPhone, there's always going to be you know your your ponos and your creative zens, <laughs> right? And it doesn't quite work. But I don't think at any point, despite the fact that Neil Young's Pono was quite poorly received and actually ended up going out of uh, production, I don't think at any point he actually lost the ownership of it <laughs> and, <laughs> and no longer the knows where it board. is. Yeah, yeah. that's quite, the, the, that's quite yeah. full on. Because a lot of like video games that were released you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago... Um, Companies are allowed to re-release them and, and redo them and upgrade them for for, for later um, for later video game systems. But if the source code gets released out into the wild, um, anyone can do That's it. That's it, right? Anyone That's can it. convert it. It's it's it's, yeah. it's the crown jewels. It's it's the whole thing. It's 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 what you're buying when you when you buy something like that. So it's it's uh, yeah. It's because you because when that you when when you're provided with a video game. It's all in machine code, and it's very hard to reverse engineer that and turn that into something you can modify or change or translate to other systems. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a real dog shit sandwich for them uh, to be quite. Do you reckon there's a um, do you reckon there's a source code to the universe? <sighs> Where's that come from? Well, That's I just too think big there's... for the Luke and Pete show. What no, like it's a, like a formula that creates the, the yeah, like a random sort of generation code, like a random. I, I hash. think I think I think. Uh, that the the idea that the universe is a massive computer program is as of is is as likely as any other um, explanation. Yeah, but there's a lot of other likely rep, uh, you know um, solutions. To that there's a lot of different kind of versions of what you're talking about. So it may be just as likely, but uh, there's a lot of other variations on that theme as well. No, but what I'm saying is is that so video games, for example, if you use them as the basis for your theory, like video mm. games are getting so good now that it isn't ridiculous to imagine that in 50 years' time, which is the blink of an eye in universal terms, that they will be unrecognizable from reality. Like you won't be able to distinguish did, between them. Did you see? Did you see the guy with his knob out on that game? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we're Does there. Does that yet. look like a polished product to you? I'm not saying we're there yet. And the very existence, <laughs> the very existence I'm of help, someone like you. <laughs> exactly. I prove I'm the, I'm the exception that proves the the, the, the fact that they were going to be in a video game pretty soon because I've always got my knob out. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's possible. I just feel I don't. I don't see why people turn their noses up at it. I mean, like it's all very well for people to believe that you know the creator of the universe interferes in the universe sometimes and sends his son down to do stuff. Who's also himself, mm. and now he doesn't do it anymore, but he might do. And if you read the book and you think about it enough, you you'll do this. And if you eat a wafer, you're going to go to heaven. It's all mad. The whole stuff. Yeah. everything's mad. So why is yeah, this even more mad. mad? It's not. I've, you come out your house. And you and you see a, a, a San Franciscan um, Victorian home coming towards you down the road. You're probably like someone's someone's been fucking about with the code here. So someone's got the source code. Someone's got the source code and they're messing around. Um, <laughs> we speak, we got hacked. Like... Do you remember, do you remember when we got hacked? 
I got we, we one of our That's one of department. our products <laughs> one of our <laughs> one of our products uh, one of one of their social medias got hacked um, except they didn't someone uh, who worked, worked with us um, just gave them the the details uh, through Don't a phishing attack. Don't tell them about our weaknesses in our armory. <laughs> We're very fishable. Yeah. Come on, I mean he's he's of age as well, lordy. Um, yeah. But. Um, yeah, and I got a text. I don't know how like, they got my phone number, but I got a text from going, I am Polish hacker, haha, um, thousand yeah. pounds. <laughs> yeah. It was and a really silly hacker. Yeah, that's probably, that's why we got released. Um, we will negotiate with terrorists. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it just made me laugh that they were like, they weren't good enough for us. Like we re we got access to it almost immediately um, and, and I didn't pay the money. So it just we <laughs> were so of- lucky that we got a bad hacker. Speaking of giving away money, um, mm. I read a story the other day that there's a guy. Well, they say it's a mystery man. I mean, I suppose it could be a could be a woman, but mm. a, the police are looking for a mystery man who has been hanging around the town of Froome in Somerset. Do you know it? Uh, I don't know Somerset well. Yeah, Somerset it's a beautiful is part of the world. Um, uh, Wait yeah, for Glassmere to in, start. Say again. Wait for Glassmere to start. Oh, I, I, it's not too far from Glastonbury, to be honest. It's not too far. Um, you might wait a while for Glastonbury now, though, because I don't think it's going to be this summer, is it? So you're looking yeah. at another year and a bit. Um, but anyway, I remember, I remember when Glastonbury was like, uh, you got the piss taken out of you for going to Glastonbury. And now it's the most fashionable yeah. thing in the world. Like People used to think you were a crusty, kind of unwashed hippie <laughs> if you went to Glastonbury. Most people didn't even know what Glastonbury was in the 90s. No. And now yeah. well, they did, but you know what I mean? No one went. And um, not in the mainstream. And that's the most mainstream thing possible. Anyway, I digress. In Froome, which isn't too far from Glastonbury, well pointed out, there is a man who has been posting cash through random letterboxes um, saying uh, the, the, uh, the statement was that Froome Neighbourhood Policing Team have received reports of a mail. Oh, it is a mail. Posting sums of money and letters through doors in the community. We are keen to speak to this mail and ascertain the reasoning behind this act. <laughs> didn't britney spears crime, do though, that it? is it a crime mario balotelli did it britney spears did it i watched the britney spears documentary last week and jesse pigman did it in breaking bad did he did he okay right he's a driver around neighbors chucking money out the sun oh well, there you go well look i mean the outside uh oscars on uh york road in Hartlepool, they used to have um, seats in the window. Uh, whenever you used to, there was a football match on, people used to glue pound coins to the pavement outside Oscars, uh, yeah, and the lads would before. drink a beer and have a little giggle. You know, yeah, people and, trying and, to and kick, kick the things over. Well, there's precedent for this happening, apparently. Up in County Durham, this has happened before. Um, packets of banknotes up to £2,000 at a time mm. started cropping up all over the place, apparently. And then um, there was an investigation. I don't. Re- I mean, I'm not really sure why the police are involved, but anyway, they were in this case as well. And then these two people came forward and said it was them. Yeah, I bet it was. I'd, I'd tell you it was me as well. <laughs> Lovely bit of press. Um, is that tax deductible? Well, this is the thing. I don't really know what the. I don't really know what the um, protocol is. I do remember, however, um, finding I think a twenty pound note when I was about fourteen, mm. and being told by my almost certainly my mum my dad would never mm. have told me to do this um when said i would take it into the police station i took it to the police station got a little uh, receipt and a crime reference number whatever it is and they said if no one claims it in six months you can have it and six months later i was able to have 20 pounds um i'm glad you remembered <laughs> yeah oh, well listen 20 pound when you're 14 is quite a lot of money 
Yeah, um, definitely. But I don't. I mean, to, to me, it's not a crime. I don't know what the police are involved. Just let people get on with well, it. Well, I think yeah, but I think you've got to think. Well, what could this be related to? A crime, money laundering? There's you know trying to uh, maybe it's forgeries, maybe it's this, so maybe it's that. So Pete, I think under UK anti-money laundering law, if you've got an amount of money that's more than ten grand, I think you you under law, you I think you have to explain. We had to explain where it's come from. Yeah, there was. Did you see that woman who was? Um, was she in? She was in and out of Harrods buying this and that, um, and she lived over the road, I think. And and she, I think, it was the first time she just they just had a lot of money confiscated. That's right. Wasn't she the wife of some despot though? Yes. Yeah. It was pretty obvious she, where the money had come from. Yeah, but... she kept spending money in Harrods, and they just after a while they said, "Look, you just spent a million quid. Why well, know where that's yeah. come from?" She's like, "Mind your own business," and that, and then they 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 nicked her. We'll have that then. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that a country just go, "Now nah, we're having that." Thank you very much. <laughs> you does, can't explain does... where the money came from. I suppose the world is so complicated these days that I guess it has to happen. But I can imagine it's a kind of law that a hundred years ago you'd be like, "Get fucked." Mind your own business. <laughs> but you think... I'm making. Sh- I'd be like. I don't have to explain where that money comes from. I've just got to tell you that I'm making shitloads out of computers. So yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Um, <laughs> should, we, should we do some battery brands and then go to a break? I just want to get these battery brands done because we do them every Thursday. And right, then we can it. have a little break and then we'll do some emails. So um, cool. Adam on Twitter sent in a DMEGC battery, which he claims is quite possibly the most boring battery brand ever. But I don't <laughs> think we've seen it before. So I think it might be a new player. Yeah, okay. No, I don't think I'd, I'd, I'm not familiar with that one, to be honest. Um, Fergie on Twitter sent in some Tinko batteries. Tinko? Is that like Tinko, the uh, TV show from the 80s? Wow. Yeah, but with an I, and I think they're new players as well. Mm. Has on Twitter sent in some Pear Deer. We've seen loads of them. They're not, they're not, um, <laughs> they're not a new player. So two new players Pear and dear. one non new player, but thank you for sending them in. You get them mm. all the time when you buy new electronic goods, and we're always looking for new ones. I think there's probably more brands of batteries than there are of anything else in the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, every electrical component has a little brand to it, so fair dues. I, I would call mine nasty cells. Like, get a bit of sex appeal in there, like nasty, <laughs> nasty cells. Cell. Nasty cells. It's like, 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 like Duracells, but nasty cells. Yeah, I like that. I, I'd definitely buy them. For your nastiest machines. I don't think, I don't think I'd get much, you'd get much brand loyalty out of that. No, nobody wants to admit they're buying you, nasty if you, cells. If you're going to brand a battery, you want it to sound sensible, responsible, long-lasting. All right, you know, Nast, nasty cell basic, <laughs> <laughs> nasty cell budget. Yeah, nasty cell basics. That's what we should yeah. call this show. <laughs> well, we are two incels in a room, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Are we incels? Would you think if we were young, we'd be incels? Um, I, I, if by reputation, if not by actual, um, I didn't have much success with the lady. So yeah, I probably so, would be a bit of an insult. I didn't either. But I hated I think, myself more than anyone else thought, to be honest. I, I, but I get, I appear to get a lot of attention from incels on the internet. So I'm wondering if they see something of me in themselves. In <laughs> if they smell a, a kinship. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm king incel. Yeah, exactly. All anyway. right, then. we'll be back uh, after this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. 
feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week at Sukarnov. On the Luke and Pete show, Luke introduced me to some bizarre animal warfare. In the 70s, there was a... <laughs> I can't remember going to say this, but I promise you it's true. <laughs> there was a war, an actual war, between rival chimpanzee clans that went on for over four years. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Abroad in Japan, Chris is facing off against a natural disaster. So the same day that I'd run out of fuel, right, I was like, well, I made it in one piece. Thank you, God. And then, like, five hours later, the worst earthquake I've ever experienced. It was a 15-storey building shaking from side to side. It went on so long, I was like, this hotel's coming down, and I don't want to be in it when it does. Listen to Abroad in Japan and the Luke and Pete Show, available on your favourite podcast player. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. And we weren't lying. We're back after this. How are you doing? So Luke and Pete Show. Oh, oh. Uh, if you want to get to the show, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. <laughs> I'm the junkyard dog. Thump. Uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is my email. <laughs> oh, dear. And check us out on Twitter as well, at Luke and Pete Show as well. Natalie's always popping this and that up there, little videos of us in our bedrooms, talking about being yeah. in cells and battery brands. <laughs> nasty cells. The cells you can trust to yeah. be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got an email here from Chris who's emailed this in at hello at lukeandpeteshow.com and he says, hi guys, I'm studying my master's degree in audio technology, uh, but as a day job, I teach music. And I realized recently that one of the more popular music exam boards has started to offer graded exams in podcasting. Oh, all the what? way, I oh, know, all the way from debut grade to grade eight. He says, do you lads reckon you could do your grade eight exam in podcasting? Might be good for the CV uh, if this uh, podcasting for you goes tits up. All the best, Chris. What? I mean, they'd literally just ask one question and I'd fail immediately. What is, what is, what's the iTunes podcast chart? I don't fucking know. I don't know how it's you get it. It's not called iTunes anymore. Is, that, is it not? All right. It's called the Apple, Apple podcast, podcast chart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have I'm no idea what it, what it takes to get really high on those charts. It's inexplicable. <laughs> by the by, I mean, apart from the idea that I understand you could, um, you know, teach about audio and 
how to record it and mm. all the tech stuff, which would basically come along as part of an, a, a standard kind of, you know, audio degree anyway. Mm. I have no idea what you're teaching in podcasting. I mean, to me, to me, that seems absolutely absurd. But I mean, I guess it's 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 a it's a specialised form of audio, and there are different ways. I guess it kind of wouldn't. It, it'd be one of those kind of courses, and it was the same as my course at Montfort University, where it was just uh, I was doing animation, I was doing life drawing, I was doing watercolours, and then I was doing hardcore uh, SQL database management and programming uh, and, and, and Java server pages and stuff. It's it, it, all they do is they just make a course. Uh, from a different millions of different places, and they um and 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 they just take a module from it? here, a module from here, and the module from here, and they call it a podcast course. So it'll be audio production, narrative storytelling, all that business, how to mic up a, a human when they can't mic up themselves, uh, and all that stuff. Really, I suppose it's uh, I, I suppose it'd be like that. That's what I would do if I was a university dean. Well, if there's any any consolation to any of you listening out there who want to do. A, a successful podcast. I mean, mm. I, everything Pete's just described there, I understood probably 50% of it and I can't <laughs> do any of it. So don't let it hold you back is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'm grade eight violin. Grade, grade one violin, grade eight podcasting. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've also got another email here that I'd like to do um, about, it actually follows up on something you said on Monday, uh, re how it works out in China with podcasting, but it's from Tom who um, is also known to our regular listeners and to the Luke and Pete Show community as Dildo Dadman. Dildo Dadman, yes, yeah. come on. Go back and listen to an earlier episode where he found a big dildo in his dad's bedside table. Uh, Tom says, hi, finally a topic I can bring something useful to. Uh, the only previous email of mine was regarding my dad's dildo. Uh, so it's nice to put that one to bed, metaphorically yeah. speaking. Oh no! In the devastating <laughs> bad dildo. I mean, Tommy, what? Please do give us an update on that. I mean, for goodness' sake, yeah. can you just chuck that out there? Let's let us know what's happened with it. Jesus, on, let's let's make a big podcast about it. My dad's got a dildo. Come on, yeah, brilliant. It, it would. My dad's got a dildo. Would work really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the most recent episode, Tom says you started discussing China and Apple stores. Um, he says I've been living and working in Chengdu for a couple of years now with the lovely girlfriend that I have access to. <laughs> um, Luke correctly pointed out there was a huge number of fake Apple stores spread all over China. In Chengdu, there's an Apple store on every street. However, there is only one official Apple store in the city. Uh, the part that Luke got wrong lies in the quality. It becomes very clear that these shops are fake when most of the stuff they sell is not actually Apple at all. And I've even seen examples with Apple is not spelt correctly on the shop front. So there are many examples of this throughout China, um, such as the well-known brands New Balan and Nike instead of Nike. Um, it's very strange that English, both correct and incorrect, can be seen everywhere throughout China, even though no one really speaks it. And uh, Tom says, my girlfriend told me that the English words come with a perception of higher brand prestige, basically. Um, he says, my final point is regarding your listenership in China. I've been a listener since the beginning and listened to pretty much everything from Stakhanov. So thanks for helping to fill my days. I've managed to pass the podcast on to at least five other listeners so I can confirm you have at least a handful in China. But as Pete correctly pointed out, a VPN is usually required as a huge number of well-known sites such as BBC, Google, and Wikipedia are completely blocked. Um, interestingly, to Stakhanov, though, most other shows, such as the Football Ramble, can be accessed without the use of a VPN. However, the Luke and Pete show has been blacklisted and does require <laughs> VPN oh. usage. This means a government official was listening to a show probably about Pete's nipples, uh, strange dads, 
and live consumption of Nintendo Switch games and thought, no way, this will really poison the mind of our 1.4 billion citizens. Uh, keep up the great work, Tom. I mean... I would say that how are we? How can we get it back? In? I mean, because on the last show, somebody reported that you didn't need a VPN to listen to the Luke and Beach show, which is uh, very interesting. So maybe it varies from prefecture to prefecture. And I just like the fact that we would have to get back into the uh, the good books of the CCP um, with uh, just basically. You know, like they do, you know when they re-edit, or, or rather, nowadays, pretty much every Hollywood film has a, a third act or a, or a second act that's set in China, or they put Chinese actors in there, yeah. and we never see that over over in in England or, or the West. Um, we just have to have the, the Luke and Pete and Chinese block show. <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. we'll just, to get back into their good book, so we don't have to be accessed by VPN, we'll just have this kind of really handsome, uh, devastatingly kind of interesting, and actually this all sounds great, <laughs> really handsome, <laughs> interesting, yeah. uh, exciting, uh, talented uh, Chinese man. And yeah, we'll, uh, a woman, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll get back in their good book. So <laughs> put that on the slate. Natalie, and yeah, yeah. we'll find a, a Chinese. Can man. you get that sorted for next week, please, Natalie? Can, can you find um, us? <laughs> uh, um, can I? Can I ask a really basic question? That is, do 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 the Chinese and the Japanese not like each other very much? Is, like, is there like a rivalry? There's a, there's a certain animosity, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I know there. Was, I know there has been in the past, but does it still prevail to this day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, my my. Uh, um, my experience of uh, of Japanese exceptionalism or perceived self exceptionalism uh, uh, extends to the Koreans, the Taiwanese, right. everyone. Because well, I was just in, thinking, the Singaporeans. If, if, if we're eating Nintendo Switch games, surely perhaps the CCP might see that as a positive. Oh, well, like it's like book burning. We're we're eating yeah. a copy of like Super Mario. We're consuming <laughs> like some it. of Japan. Consuming the products of yes. Japan's most um, most <laughs> successful export. <laughs> yeah, um, but fundamentally, we've we've filled their coffers already. So <laughs> that's true. Can I can I just read one? More? I know I've done a lot, but I just really want to read one more Game email because I don't want this. I don't want this to go uh, by the way. So it's a really good one. It's from Craig. Luke. I have always been. London Radio's greatest sidekick, so or, or one of the top ten. So we just never got to the material. bottom of who's the sidekick on this show ever. <sighs> yeah, well, I don't know. When, when it goes badly, it's you. <laughs> when it, sorry, when it goes, ba- when it goes badly, it's me. When it goes well, uh, you're the sidekick, and I'm I think very I'm much the, the driving I, seat. I think I'm the identikit kind of loudmouth. I think that people listen for you, really. So I think I'm probably right. the sidekick, to be honest. I'm, okay, I'm the news. I'm the conduit that provides the listeners with the peak they've got access to, I think. <laughs> I'm the peak they've got access to. <gasps> yeah. That's a title for a podcast, the peak they've got, ac- or the pod they've got pa- access to. Nice. Yeah. Like People it. love having access to, to, the, to the bit of the Donny. Um, mm, anyway, much. so um, this is from Craig. It's an interesting one. He says, I was listening to one of your Football Ramble episodes where Luke was discussing sports players who've been injured or suffered a dislocation and then mm. pop their you know, pop that particular part of the body back in and carried on, Ooh. right? I know you don't like this, which is why I'm reading it, but I, I, yeah. I don't know if you were on that show, people. I talked about the golfer Tony Finnell. Do you remember he popped his ankle back in? Yeah, it, and and if yeah, it was. I sent you the uh, video, and you hated it. It was at the time. yeah, I hated it. He, he he just, but he was so businesslike about it. He's like, that's not supposed to be there. It was like it was just a, like readjusting a spice rack. He's right back in there. <laughs> he said, but Craig goes on to say the Tony Finnell example is a good one, but there's a sportsman he thinks that take takes popping it back into another level. And Craig picks up the story by saying, let me introduce you to Wayne Thomas Buck Shelford. Buck captained the All Blacks in the late 80s 
and was known generally for being a seriously hard bastard. He was also controversially dropped from the All Blacks in the early 90s, which caused uproar among the New Zealand public and prompted signs being held up in the crowd of all the All Blacks games saying, bring back Buck. And you can actually still see these signs often held up at sporting events uh, today. Um, so Buck gained his reputation as a hard bastard during his debut for the All Blacks against France in the famous Battle of Nantes, which was a particularly brutal game. 20 minutes in, Buck was caught at the bottom of a ruck and an errant French boot tore his scrotum open, leaving his testicle hanging out, and he also lost four teeth in the process. He calmly asked the physio to stitch him back up and pop it back in, and he returned to the field of play. Unfortunately, he was forced off after a blow to the head later on, which caused a concussion. But I believe this testicle action to be the ultimate popping it back in. Big love, <laughs> Craig. I don't think I've ever seen the inside of a testicle. Hmm. And I don't, or, or rather the inside of a scrotum. Like? like a little stress ball? Two little brains. Two little, yeah, two little, because it's, yeah. it's just little pipes in it. It's like a little, it's like a very complex radiator. Um, you know those little, you cocktail, those little cocktail shots you used to get called a um, a brain drain or something, where you'd pour a little bit of Baileys into a Midori and it would look like a little brain. Oh, it would start to congeal, right. I okay, reckon I see. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People should email in, actually. Every, anyone who's listening, whether you're male, female, whether you've got access to testicles or not, let us know what you think mm. the inside of a scrotum looks like. <laughs> it, it, it just looks, it'd just be like little little wires and little pipes. It would look yeah. like, um, you know, when um, BT engineers open those little green uh, yes, things in the street. Yes, it would be like that. But not, just not wires colourful. going hither and thither and, and not, sort of going, well, it, look, if one of those becomes unplugged, I wouldn't know how to get that back in or where it would go. But it wouldn't be as colourful as that, would it? No, no, it it wouldn't smell of dog piss either, hopefully. (laughs) Yours might. How often do you you, uh, check the old testicles? How often do you have access to the testicles? Well, I... I'm I'm always sitting on. I don't know whether I don't know what that's. (laughs) I've got a little sunroof that I gaze in. Shine, shine my shine my phone light in there and have a little look. Um, Yeah, no, I I don't really do it as often as I could. But to be honest, I I'm always sitting on. They're always I always getting caught in things and 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 they hurt. Um, and so like I I'm only ever aware of them when I when I'd sit on them or I wake up and I've been wearing. I I think I've not. I I wear small boxer shorts and I don't think I'm a small anymore. So they're just constantly just aching. Yes, which is which is which is a warning sign. So (laughs) yeah, basically, I think they get baggier the older you get, Uh, and also I think that you want to get a pant that keeps them in place but doesn't restrict them too much because I think there's probably a little bit... So apparently there's a bit of an epidemic brewing in terms of infertility in men, particularly in the West. Tight trousers, skinny jeans. Could be to do with that. Could be to do with that. So you've got to be careful. You don't want to go too tight, but you also don't want to go too loose because for the reasons you've... uh, you've um you've listed so yeah listen anyone's got any testicle chat email in hello at lukeandpeteshow.com and we'll advance <laughs> this debate yes please yes please we'll add to the historiography um, of this debate <laughs> well we've we've come to the end of another show uh sorry it ended on testicles uh enjoy editing that producer natalie that's the best uh, pick, that's the best <laughs> ending we've done since that five minutes we did on dog shit <laughs> it really is uh, if you want to yeah, get to the show it's there? really simple hello at lukeandpeetshow.com uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, at lukeandpeetshow where you can also uh, find us just dicking about on Twitter as well at lukeandpeetshow just remember at lukeandpeetshow and you'll be fine guys you'll be yeah. fine good point yeah we'll be back uh, on Monday for more of this see you later have a lovely weekend and back to yourselves 
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. <laughs>